and welcome to my podcast, Soul Expansion and Inspiration. This is Series 3, Episode 9, and my name is Ali O'Shea. I'd like to give a very, very warm welcome to my special guest, Christina Hill, who channels Athela. She is a world-renowned channeler, and she is also a celebrity coach to the stars. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome to you, Christina. I'm so delighted you're here. I'm really happy to be here. I'm happy to be alive. How are you, Ali? I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> I'm loving Every the energy, moment. absolutely loving it. I mean, it's serious, it's the energy, there it is. Yeah. Every moment we're alive, it's a gift. Absolutely. It, it, and, and we don't realize that until either we've suffered a lot and we're, we're fed up with it, or something else happens, comes along in our life and we just wake up. Exactly. And I think this is, this is a, a great, a great show, a great opportunity for people tuning into you to feel that energy. So I'm, I'm happy to be kind of like pointing uh, that out right now, right off the bat is here we are right now, you're alive, you're breathing. Um, life is benevolent, all is well in this all moment. All is well, perfect. Thank you, Christina. Yeah. Um, uh, your mission is to help people to live an extraordinary life. Uh, where they are always connected to their guides and the universe. Um, I'd like to go back a little bit though, Christina, if, if I may. I know that you had your profound awakening in 2015. Yeah. But before that, when you were a child, you used yeah. to see and help people to the other side. And it was um, these gifts that you sort of had to repress uh, because of your your family life at the time and people not understanding your gifts and it wasn't a time that it was to be talked about and all of those types of things as is the case for so many people who do see spirit and energies and help people yes. across to the other side but of would course. you like to tell us a little bit about maybe the earlier days first of all when you were smaller and 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 helped people across to the other side sure yes so be before we get to that before, the preface here is that this storyline is not who we are, right? The past, yeah. we go there, we, we spend, like going into a library, right? And we read through the pages, we close the book, we leave the library, it's back to the now. So I just okay. say that as an affirmation to myself and to, uh, to others, it is possible to visit the past, brief visits, yes. and learn there and then close that book. I love that. Library. <laughs> yeah, let's live that way. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a sane, healthy way to live. Yes. And with that, and my first experience that I can remember of helping someone, what we call cross over, or some people call die, or mm. pass away, these terms, mm -hmm. when in fact I like to use the word from a fella, which is to transition or to transform, like an ice cube melts into water you know it's change it's not ending anything so my first experience helping another individual transfer or transition uh, was the mother of my adoptive father and she literally called me to the hospital telepathically and said i'm suffering got all these tubes in me and i was five so when i was there i was standing in front of her and um, she wanted to hold my hand, so I took her hand, and there was a lot of shaking, and I could see her soul sort of drifting up and out and then coming back in again and into the pain body. 
into the heavy. And I would say to her silently as I looked at her, uh, this heavy pain body is done, it's, right? It's yeah. done, yeah. you're ready. And this kind of like confirmation and, and all of it nonverbal, totally mm -hmm. nonverbal. I could see the uh, pain body suffering of the adults around me and all of those in the, uh, in the hospice area, hospital area, uh, and also their guides around them. Lots of angels, lo lots of light, and then a lot of suffering human beings. So that very same day, we left the hospital, and um, I just made that energy exchange. I just said, I know how to help you get out of the heavy and go into the pop out into the the bright lights. I know how to do that. And I just knew. And it was just natural. And I really literally thought everybody could do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course I would say things and then I would get punished, you know, severely for that. So at, at five, I'd already kind of picked up on a way or a method, techniques for making sure that I didn't get punished, but yeah, I could still be. Uh, present and be able to help and in this situation particularly seeing someone just heavy body suffering intense uh, I carried that weight with me all the way in the car all the way back into the house um, and I remember I was wearing Ali I was wearing overalls that day <clears throat> and if you can imagine a little little girl with pigtails and overalls yeah. and I just sat down on the rug in the living room and I closed my eyes and I saw grandma's heavy body. And then I saw the, the white part or the wispy vapor part, the soul part, uh, spiritually going up. And I just held my, my gaze in that and held my energy in that. And I knew that it happened. And so I just walked into the kitchen and I said, you know, grandma has gone and she's gone up. And um, right about then I was like backhanded across the room by my adoptive father, who understandably was very, very uh, stressed about the whole situation. And um, I laid there for a while. And I don't remember what happened after that, but I do know that they contacted the hospital that afternoon. They called them and they'd let them know. And sure enough, it was, it was absolutely accurate. It happened at that moment. And, um, I just grew up in, in that way. There were a lot of instances where I had strangers or people around me that I did not know that were calling forth um, to either pass out of the body and to let their family members know something or to do something, instructions. Uh, or, I, and or, I would have, there were a lot of family members within my adoptive family that were ill, physically, suffering, and, and just, the the form this body crumpling away and just needed assistance and making making that transition and uh and doing so in in a way that's in peace so this is something i i learned early on is that there is a way to transition we do not have to get sick and suffer and go through the pain body experience in the mind uh before we transition wow. there are ways that we can transition peacefully joyfully and we can do so in unison with our guides, uh, you know, without all of this uh, human egoic mind suffering going on. So that's wow. just one example. And, and I, I know from there, uh, growing up in the home that I was in, the, uh, the light's always there, right? The light is always around us. It's always there. Mm -hmm. um, but it was never, I was never at a time where I could, uh, I could expand upon my gifts, 
So as you said, I figured out strategies, coping strategies for hiding them and for, for keeping myself alive and surviving. Okay. So your, your stepfather was quite violent then? Yes, both of my parents. And actually, my adoptive mother was a social worker for abused oh. children, incredibly. And there was just a lot of, um, a lot of abuse within uh, both of them, just, just uh, struggling within them, themselves, their own demons. Um, there was a lot of religion growing up uh, in, the, in the family, a lot of force and pushing the religion in, into that. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of collective old pains from the lineage of the family. So a lot of sure. illness, a lot of tragedies. I tell people often I went to more funerals, open casket funerals, than I did birthday parties as I was growing up. So it was just a lot of suffering. And so the, the abuse, I, I think, came from, as my adoptive parents told me, that they adopted me because they wanted a Christmas present. That's literally what they told me. Wow. And I, I remember when I was seven and they informed me that I was adopted and my adoptive brother said to me, you're an alien. They brought you in from outer space. And I believed it. I totally believed it oh, yeah. because these people were just nuts, insane. Oh. And there was a lot of association with between like love and pain and punishment. These things were just interchangeable. Wow. So for them, it was like... Um, we're going to give some love. There has to be a punishment as well. So in my documentary, Everyone Can Change, I kind of went into that where I talked about how for Christmas, there would always be uh, punishment, either with like switches or belts or things before we open the presents. So if you can imagine it, like the, the mind just goes into this state of like animalistic uh, disassociation. And then on top of that, I mean, I can see lights all around me. I see people moving around, you know, that are not in a physical body. Um, I was very aware too before events would happen, and so I could see things coming before they before they would happen. And then a little later on, as I grew up, I had uh, my adopted brother was incessantly after me, and by after me, I mean he was molesting me from about age eleven or twelve to eighteen years old until I left the house. Wow. wow. Yeah, just just really uh when I say it like that, I blurt it out like that. I I I hope it gives people uh the the backdrop, right? So that they stop and listen and realize, mm. wow, this is this is uh something someone goes through and they can they can surmount these challenges and really um and recollect, re rekindle their psychic gifts. Yeah. Even in, in really traumatic, dire circumstances, I, I, I want to give that and present that uh, yeah. to those that are listening. You have special gifts and, uh, you know, they're, they're like, oh, how do I open my third eye and, and how do I, you know, rekindle my gifts? Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of healing uh, that's involved and it's, yeah. uh, it's absolutely possible. Yeah. Goodness me. Thank you so much for sharing that with us because I, you know, while you say I blurted it out, I mean, at some parts of your body in the depths of your being, you must still feel the pain of it, you know, sometimes. Scar tissue. Yeah. Yeah. Scar tissue. So thank you for sharing that and for being vulnerable with us. It's, um, you know, so that people, 
it's always a lovely, beautiful thing to share vulnerability um, with other people so that they can see the, the journey that you've been on. And of course, as you say, we are all living here and, and now in this present moment, and that is the most important moment. Um, yes. We don't want to keep reliving our past, but sometimes it's just important that people can hear the sort of the depths of who we have been uh, to get to where we are. So yes. thank you for sharing that with us. Absolutely, yes. I, I agree with you um, 100%. The commitment to coming back into here and now doesn't erase the past. Yeah. So yeah. we, we don't, uh, don't want to get rid of those scars either. Um, they're, they're, it's useful. And the, the lessons and learnings, uh, mm. I just know without all of that, would not have come to Ma'afela. I wouldn't have had the experiences, the out-of-body experiences that I had, um, and to be an open conduit and channel, and to really be in a seat or a position of authenticity, Ali, to, mm -hmm. to guide and coach others without any like ego involved, but just to really be in a place where I can say, uh, yeah, I know, I know what you're going through. I, I know the suffering. Um, and I know the transmutation. I know what it feels like to go from, you know, from the ash to the phoenix. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and it's really important for people to know that, for sure. Um, what happened to you then when you were like about 18 onwards? Um, I know that um, at some stage you went through homelessness and severe drug addiction before Athela finally came to you and let's say shook you and said, here, yes. you've got an ultimatum, <laughs> girl. That's right. Here's your angel wings. You can take it, take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Ali at 18, so I was just ready to, to get to get the hell out of where I was at. Yeah. I, that's all I cared about. And um, I, I had formed a lot of strategies for survival. So I, I knew that I had to, to get out. And I wanted to go to a place where I felt like uh, there's a different culture, different way of living and just as far as, as I could. Um, so I bought a plane ticket and I went to Mexico literally like the day after I graduated high school. Okay. Um, I lived I lived there in Mexico for about three years, and lots of things happened. I was I was kidnapped and put in the trunk of a car. Wow. Um, I I was taken out to a, a back road and was gang raped by a group of men. Uh, and then I called my adoptive parents to tell them what had happened. And there, at that point, I realized like I there's no family. I don't have mm. a family, so I need to either uh, figure a way uh, to take care of myself. I can't stay in this country; it's not safe, um, you know. Or I could just let this whole thing swallow me up whole. Yeah. So I, I decided to come back to the U.S. And yeah, I went from literally from like trailer park situations to you know different men, and it was always just uh, a short a short time to stop and, and be wherever I was with whomever I was. I figured that uh, through having some kind of numbing agents uh, and having uh, a man on my side, you know, just that whole codependency with very, very low self-esteem, I figured I would get by with that or find my way. Yes. But really it just got incredibly, incredibly uh, difficult. And I, I ended up being homeless for, you know, within a few years. And then I, I did find a way to make it over to Seattle, which 
uh, like incredible series of events to to go to Seattle and um, living homeless in Seattle is a lot better than in, in most other major cities. There's soup kitchens and then there's you know, services. There's lots of ways that you can live pretty well. And even the tents, you know, like <laughs> you can you can get a tent from REI, you know, really reasonably. Um, and yeah, I, I went into prostitution as a way to keep myself uh, you know, with my drug addiction, I, I needed to keep myself like in stock and have mm. the things that I needed. And I found that that was the quickest way. Uh, was, was just like, money, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a quick hit. And for me, having a hit on anything was better than being uh, with myself and living with some of the demons that I, I had accumulated over the years. Mm. Um, it really, it's interesting though, to, to look at all this, sometimes I stand back and I'm like, I can see how uh, someone would turn out that way if they were raised in the environment that I was. Yes. And at the same time, the resiliency of the human spirit is just unbreakable. Mm. You know, I, I tried suicide, I tried these things and, and it didn't succeed. I didn't have success in those things. And I always felt at all times, even when just the worst, epically worst, would come along, I always felt there was light. Um, you can feel it, you can sense it. Um, I would have lucid dreams. I, I could still see things like the veil was kind of blurry, but it was still there. Right. And I, I don't remember a time where I ever said, you know, why, why God, why on earth did God allow this to happen or any of that? I really didn't think of it that way. I was just more in an animalistic kind of survival state. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for a really long time. I guess you um, had to be though. I mean, what else could yeah, you, you do? You have no choice. Yeah, yeah you gotta, you gotta just keep going, didn't you? Yes, yes. Rolling right along. So even the vibration, as I'm talking now about this, we're looking at the past. The vibration, can you tell, is mm -hmm. like you know it gets really low in there and i'm pointing this out so when we get into the mind the egoic mind and all these older memories and lower frequencies it changes our frequency our aura yeah. our coloring it we changes. won't stay there too long <laughs> exactly so we we feel that contrast i'm just pointing it out as a teaching point perfect we notice ourselves we catch ourselves getting involved in a story and like we have some compelling stories to get involved with, right? Of our past and what happened to us and all of that. And then one day I was living homeless and I was like, you know, I think I'd really like to live in the forest. I started noticing things. Um, I went to the library, I found a book, it was The Power of Now. Oh, wow. It scared the hell out of me. I started to read it, I was like, if I'm not my thoughts, wait, if I'm not my thoughts, then what am I? Right. That was my first, the, the first, you know, bout of fear that came up in me and I closed the book, but there was something there it was a spark for me. I started to notice things uh, as I was living outside a lot. I started to notice the sound of birds and holding an orange. That's another thing that I used to, to see and notice. Um, and I started to feel myself kind of getting more settled within myself, like quiet. I could see more colors that way. I just sort of noticed, like, yeah. when I'm not high or when I'm not in some kind of, you know, dramatic life and death danger situation, 
there's something else when my mind is just clear and I'm calm and and I'm more in tune with light. Mm. I've always called it light, so I, I just knew that it was always there. I started noticing this more and more. And then when I went to the forest, I was living more in the forest environment. That was when I started to, to really um, cultivate, right? Mindfulness, sitting mm. quietly and just listening to the birds. Yeah. I mean, it's very basic, right? Like if I sit quietly and I listen to the birds, I notice a lot of thoughts are arising. Yeah, perfect place to do it. Though. Yeah, totally. And and in the peace, right? Just yeah. for for a few seconds, even just a few seconds to feel peace. Mm. Mm. Uh, so so that was really my my start in all of that. And uh, I graduated from you know homelessness. I lived in my car for a while. I started a house cleaning company. Very gradually over the years, this mm. all happened. Um, and I started to notice uh, people that, that had a great deal of wealth. You know, in Seattle, I, was, I was, uh, had affluent uh, clients. I was able to, to reach that level. I noticed that even with money, um, these people are suffering worse on the inside than I was. They had no sense of calm or no, no sense of rest or peace in the mind. Yeah. Um, and very attached to you know, the egoic mind or, or the material items or... So I was like, wow. So even if you have millions of dollars, you still be miserable. Huh. Exactly. Yeah. What a realization yeah. for you. <laughs> but I think a lot yeah. of people don't realize that, you know, I can't remember who famously said it. Somebody said, I'd like you to be in my shoes and realize, um, you know, that happiness does not come from money. I can't remember who said it. I think it was Jim Carrey, right? Well, Jim Carrey. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. He's right. Yeah. You know, all happiness or all money does at the end of the day is really give us the freedom to do the things and experience the experiences that we want to experience to, to provide for our children if we have some or, you know, to help people if we, if we want to do that, you know, to, you know, give to charities or whatever it might be as well. So yes. you know, money isn't everything as everybody you know thinks that it is i guess so it's interesting that that you saw that and realized that when you went there after going through so recently all those traumatic events that you went through yes yes yeah i also noticed that when i stopped taking uh prescription pills you know alcohol hard drugs and you know stop doing that stuff gradually uh, that i could sit quiet and that I didn't have to be plagued by my own thoughts. I also noticed that my thoughts were an addiction as well. I was just always in my thoughts, always in, in the story. It was just um, interesting to pull away from all that and gradually retract. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, I did that in the forest in Seattle. That was very, very helpful for me those few years, uh, just sitting quietly yeah profound doing nothing yeah basically you know just and someone once said it was that like numbing out it was like no actually i felt more alive yeah. <laughs> and yeah. more in tune and, and in touch uh than, than in any other way so it's uh it's kind of like the the retreat that people seek when when they come to my retreats these days mm. that's the that's the start of the program 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I started, along with sitting quietly, I also started to uh, feel my feet as I was walking. And I would just make a commitment, like for the next 10 minutes, I'm going to walk and just focus on my feet and not do anything else. Yeah. No matter what's going on, I'm going to keep my focus on my feet and start to like detach slowly. You know, of course, all this didn't happen in one day, but slowly started to detach myself from the, the dramatic storyline that I had lived over the course of you know, several, several decades. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, it was very instrumental to live that way. And I'm very thankful uh, for the homelessness. And uh, that's just a term, that's just a word. Mm. It's uh, a freedom. And like you said, you know, to, to learn also about the forms and money is a form and, uh, but it's, it's certainly not who we are and it's not going to uh, give us the awareness that we're seeking when we seek true liberation, that kind of awareness. Yeah. And the connection within, I guess, as well. Totally. Can't buy that. It's yeah. like you, you have to, you have to then seek further exactly correct yes wow wow incredible it's an incredible story um so thank you again for sharing um could you take us back to the moment where you first heard athela in your in your head or whether Ooh. you heard a voice yes it was tuesday in issaquah washington by then i had an apartment and i was on my couch on my sofa and I was working with a woman, a specialist out of Canada who does past life regressions. I had never, I didn't even know what that was. Mm. I just said, you know, I want to get to the bottom of this because for many years there was something happening here. Yeah. Whenever I would meditate or I was doing fairly well at that point, you know, having, um, having cut back on a lot of addictions, but I, I needed a lot more help. And for some reason, something was going on here. Every time I relaxed, I would feel a pull or like something wanting to come out here. Okay. So I, when I went to this woman, she said, okay, well, let's do a past life regression. So I was on my couch and I knew I had trained myself how to get very deeply relaxed, like within seconds. I was able to just go there. So I was on my couch and unexpectedly, I mean, 90 minutes went by. I didn't know what had happened. But when I opened my eyes, I knew that I had, everything had changed. And Othello was with me at that point. When Othello appeared, she was an iridescent light that I couldn't, I can't even really talk. There's no way to talk about it. Yes. I thought I had passed out of my body and did the whole transition thing that I helped other people do. It looked a lot like that. Uh, she, the light was coming in from the bottom, like a hoverboard, and then up from the top. And just light everywhere, a kaleidoscope of light. And I saw this figure of a mermaid looking being with this flowing long blonde hair and blue eyes. And it would seem like this is all like fairy tale story type stuff, but really this happened. Yeah. It happened this way. It was like vroom. And then there's this this light. And Othella said, I'm Othella. Say, say my name aloud, say Othello. And my mouth started to move. Uh, Othello started to show me pictures like what you'd see out of a portfolio. And she said, 
you know, you've done a lot of suffering and this has all been going on and um, it's been like a primer for you. You can keep on doing what you're doing and that's fine. Or you can take up the wings, the proverbial wings, <laughs> and you can partner with us and I'll show you how to channel. The channeling will lend itself uh, as a healing agent for anyone who wants to come in and receive healing. You'll travel the world. You'll have a company of people, an organization to help you sustain. You'll be a, like a philanthropist. You'll be able to help other people uh, and give back. And you, everything will be taken care of and you'll be living in, in front of the beach. Um, and the channeling is going to come. You're not going to know how this is all going to work out, but the channeling is going to come through your body. You'll learn the techniques as you go. I'll be instructing you. But you do have to say yes and you have to choose. You know, this is like your moment. What is your, what is your choice? Without even, I mean, not even hesitation, I was there with my eyes closed and I just said out loud, yes, yes, I accept. Radical shifts. After that, I woke up and the uh, practitioner that was there on the call with me said, there is the whole world out there waiting for you. Yeah. And I just really uh, knew at that moment I got up and, you know, tried to go about life in, in the normal way, but couldn't. I couldn't. I suddenly couldn't drink alcohol. I, I had an aversion to the harder drugs that I had used before. Um, the things that I did before to numb out or soften the pain body as it comes, I couldn't do those things anymore. And then I, the lights went on. I started to see things. I'd go into a Trader Joe's and I'd see somebody and I, their guide or whoever, whoever is near them, whatever light is there, has a message, I'm, I'm there. I'm like, right? It's like right back when I was uh, a kid, mm. except like times two. And then Othella, her voice, as soon as I would uh, get still, get quiet and clear, she would just begin. And that voice was where uh, I, I said, okay, I don't know how this is all going to happen. But one thing after the other started to appear. Opportunities, I was uh, doing an interview suddenly, people were coming to me for healings. I didn't even know these people. Mm. I, I didn't even know what Othello meant by channeling. Yes. So the one thing she did say was there is a specific prescription for you for, for doing this and you have to do it this way or else it's not going to work. So she said, you have to be a vegan. Do you know what that is? And I'm like, no, I don't know what, what does a vegan do? <laughs> and so I started to, to, to look at my diet and look at the things that I was eating and um, started uh, blessing the water with effort. She said, write down affirmations, put it on your water glass. Don't write it with your right hand. Use your non-dominant hand with a pencil. Oh. And so I started doing that. Okay. All right. Check. And then I, I became a marathon runner. I was running. She's like, conscious running, pay attention to your feet. I'm going to send you a running partner. I mean, within weeks, I had a, a running partner who I was running with, uh, training for a marathon, my first marathon. That's incredible. This is after years of uh, just like your body. trauma and, yeah, like self-medication and medications, by the way, that are combined and mixed with alcohol, you know, oxycodone and heavy drugs. Yeah. And I'm like running and I'm surprised and my heart can even withstand all of this. So I, I said to Othello once, this is all going on, right? And, and 
you know, we're building this organization. And I said, well, the, the prescription here, it seems to be working. I'm doing everything that you've asked. Um, what's next? And she says, you know, you're going to go full on with this and be a, be a full on channel and have clients come to you for, for healings. You want to document these healings. And uh, there's going to be some movies, some opportunities and things like this. So I, I've literally like just learned to listen. I mean, it's been really touch and go over the years, like learning the difference between egoic mind and listening to pure light or Othello. Mm. That has been a, an incredible journey in its own right. And to, to go on to kind of graduate through mentorship with Othello to, to being the, the channel that I am today. Amazing. It's, it's really been something. And Othello, I attribute all of this to Othello. Before I met Othello, by the way, I had never heard the word Othello. I looked it up on the internet. I couldn't find any word like that. And now I know, she says, that it starts with the A and it ends with the A. And I said, well, what does that all mean? What's up with that? And she uh, shows me now there is, a, well, she's developed an app. And the app is now helping uh, lots of people who, who want to use uh, direct Syrian healing for their life or to manifest. And uh, as you activate the app, it starts with an A and it ends with an A. So oh, all of this is just uh, pretty, pretty cool, pretty miraculous. Yeah. Othella is from Sirius B, and she's described to me um, in, in quite high detail what that means and what's what's going on on planet Sirius. Yeah, I was going to ask you, where the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's way out there in the sky. You can see it with uh, the naked eye. You can see Sirius. It's a blue planet. Okay. And, and did she live on the Earth before, uh, Christina? No, no. She's no. from Sirius and she's here uh, just during this uh, explosive rise into the feminine that we seem to be tipping over into. You know, the axis is changing. <clears throat> and is very invested in helping humans to do just the basics, just heal, right? Manifest what you want, heal, heal yourself up, manifest what you want, and then ascend or step up into a, a higher way. Ascend into light is how she calls it. Mm -hmm. And I know you called her an angel before as well, though. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She, she says, angel, being of light. Blu-ray light, uh, yeah. dolphin. I mean, these are all interchangeable, and the labels are because we humans can't really understand yet, okay. yeah, or yeah. or conceive of what what this is. Okay. It's also one of the reasons Othello, through the years, has had certain images that she's approved. Oh, okay, we can use this image to represent the Othello. And at other times, she says, you know, just chuck it because people get locked in to the concepts. Hmm. And then hmm. it becomes a story, right? Um, rather than that, I invite everyone to just feel Othello and experience it for themselves. Uh, and that's really the best way to um, take in that light and to participate in, in what is uh, now, we call it Sirius B, Blu-ray light. And let that flow in through the body. Let it flood your consciousness and your cells. Otherwise, we get really in the head. Like right now, I'm talking to you. This is like the personality of Christina. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. So we, we want to, as much as possible, sort of 
tune in to a higher frequency and Othello's frequency is on the 12th dimension. So it's quite high up there. Mm. Through that, we have a lot of cleansing that we receive. We get ourselves aligned with life. We can manifest. The manifestations become more and more instant. And then we do find um, that we're able to ascend into light as we have congruency with ourselves. We meet our guides. And we we start to live in a very different way, in a fifth dimensional way. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So I, I know that you were in a movie, but before we get to the movie, and I also want to talk a little bit about Carnegie Hall as well. um, When Athela started to manipulate your vocal cords, I presume that was why you were initially feeling this sort of pulling feeling on your throat over the years. Um, When did she start manipulating your vocal cords and Will she always change the sound of your voice as Christina to sound as she does now as Athela? Oh, I'm so grateful you asked this. This is juicy, Ali. Yeah. The, the first part of your question, when did she start, was when I first met her. Okay. The start of it was very slow and gradual. She says, um, we're going to start with the you lying down flat you know, and you'll just be in this very deep and it's going to take you about an hour and, you know, and then we went to kind of a halfway sitting posture, halfway sitting up, and then to a lotus position posture, sitting in lotus position, to uh, sitting straight up like I'm doing right now, eyes closed, and then the final graduation of that is eyes open and being able to just have full-on connection, letting it filter in, but being able to walk around and see stimuli through the eyes without it, um, you know, detracting from the the channel. See a lot of channeling. There's leakage, right? There's there's leakage in the energy, or the the egoic mind gets in there, and then mm. you don't have that sustained the whole time. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So the vocal cord training was very useful for me. It was very slow. And it started right when I met her. And it's a very different tonality. Uh, And the the understanding I have now from her is that the the voice will always be uh, a distinguished separate voice. And that's uh, Othello's way of letting us humans know that this is Othello, hello, you know, hi, signing in. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, it's useful for human beings. Like we need, um, I think we need a lot of help going step by step with this. Right. Because do, do you say that because even though channeling is coming out more and more with a lot of different people, there's still a lot of people who don't maybe perhaps understand it or think that it's just crazy nonsense and things like that and that you know that we do need it step by step for our hands to be held to you know to understand that it really does happen yes it really does happen yeah 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 yeah, because I know so many people, like you know, including my husband. <laughs> Sorry, husband. Yeah. <laughs> you like <laughs> probably would be like you know. I can see where this is going. I feel it already. It's like you yeah. know, woo woo. It's too. It's too woo woo. And you know, I know, I know so many channelers, and I myself do a little bit of channeling, not in the same way that you do. I mean, every, you know that everybody channels anyway. Everybody but, does it. Yeah. You know, so I suppose from their point of view, it's something like 
you know, yourself or Abraham or, you know, um, there's a few oh, other yeah. people that I've interviewed, you know, that, you know, their voices change slightly or their mannerisms change. And, you know, I have friends as well, not just my husband, some friends who might be like, oh, really? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just the way of it, isn't it? But I do think that more and more people really are understanding. Like I hugely, hugely believe in it. Of course, I, there's also people that maybe are not as authentic who, you know, whatever. But, you know, I'll go with who I resonate with me personally and sure. what I'm feeling, the vibrational alignment with my own soul and what I believe in. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's, that's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if it doesn't resonate, find something, Abila says, find something that does. Exactly. Exactly. It's okay. It's all going to be, uh, my feelings aren't going to be hurt. No one, uh, this is not personal and no one needs to, no one needs to have um, the, the channeling be a certain way in order for, all I can say about Othello though is the proof is in the pudding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've done one of your 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 mini courses. I think it's on your website for for channeling and and meeting your spirit guide, which was amazing. Um, Thank you. So, um, is that still up on your website that people can? Still it is. Yeah, it is. Do you want to say what it, what it's called so that people can go and and check you out and stuff like that? Because um, cool. I know it's that I, learn I how to channel. Mm -hmm. Because I know it yeah. leads on to something else that I still may do. It's just that I haven't gotten around to it yet. <laughs> oh, I think it's all based in what our guides, our guides are leading us. Yeah. If we're tuned into that, that's all that matters. And then yeah. we'll, we'll find our way. And we're all here in school for learning mm -hmm. and to have fun and play with the forms. So it's, you want it's to all good. What the course is so that they can check it out on your website? Oh, sure. It's yeah. learn how to channel. And the, the channel of Othello, by the way, as soon as you click on that, othello.org, othello.org is a, uh, it's like a calling card. Yeah. When you get in there, your energy field connects with the Syrians. It's, uh, it's a beautiful, like, beautiful. domino effect. I loved listening to your voice when I was doing it. I actually, yeah. you'd actually, I'd actually fall asleep though, and I'd have to go back and repeat the lesson. That's very common. Actually, that's really good, and it's very common. Um, super consciousness and subconscious are, are like sitting at the round table when that happens, yeah. and you're just taking it all in, and it's just, oh, it's just wonderful. Yeah. I think, I so, think yeah. I did it like three times because I was just like. <laughs> I love I love your voice though I absolutely love your voice. Um, I, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the fact that you um, were the first channeler to ever be asked to um, host at Carnegie Hall uh, last year, I believe, and you're going back again this year, which is incredible. Yes, I'll be opening the show this year wow. with Deepak Chopra. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. So that's so yeah, exciting. We like we throw out these names right and i just have to be so i want to be really honest yeah about this it's exciting right we throw out the names carnegie hall deepak chopra you know and i've seen this in spirituality a lot of these leaders in spirituality um the spiritual ego comes up it happens what I mean by that is, you know, we'll see these leaders, right? And we'll go, oh, Carnegie Hall, and, and here's Deepak, and here's Michael Beckwith, and, yeah. and, and while we're all wonderful souls. We're all the same. We're all the same. 
Yeah. And believe me, I want to say this publicly behind the curtain, like we don't really know what's happening behind there. But I do know that um, one thing that will never ever uh, leave my psyche is living in those boxes. Yeah. And the truth really is that we are all equal. We are all in the here and now. We are all available open channels for higher wisdom and no one has this supernatural da, 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 or you know yeah. above anyone else or i the i am a direct channel for no come on we're all yeah in this uh, same vibrational plane and the playground is open to all so we're we're learning you're teaching me right now i'm sitting with your energy field i feel it in my feet my toes i'm i learn every time i go out you know and i see someone's homeless or someone that's got a billion, I work with billionaires, you know, I learn and we are learning from each other. We learn from our cat, our dogs, our pets, our children. Yeah. And so one thing I've learned about this Carnegie Hall business stuff is that there's a lot of excitement. And then there's this, this like elitist kind of energy. Right. That could, so I, I catch myself and I, and yeah, I'm just like, hmm. Yeah, staying humble. I'm going to sit with that. Staying yes, humble. I'm going to be with that for a minute before I, you know, let that all go somewhere else. Because that energy could be used for light service. The egoic energy of elitism or the psychological need to be uh, recognized or seen is very powerful. And that energy could be transmuted into something else. So I, I think about that really, I put my field into that and a fellow says, you know, pull the reins back and let's, um, you know, let's stay in the here and now. So it, with that, I'll say it is very exciting. It's great to be excited about the forms. When, when going to Carnegie Hall, I was, I was very humbly moved and touched to know that I, I was the first channeler to ever be presenting at Carnegie Hall ever. It's like... Wow, you know that's that's pretty cool. Um, and at the same time, the um, you know I, I'm careful about how to say this. There were people there that told me that I would get sued if I did any form of real channeling. So I had to modify uh, what I was doing. Okay. Just for any of you channelers out there listening to this, it's like people are still freaked out yeah. by channeling and think that it's something very um, dangerous even taboo mm. uh and and i was asked to modify what i was presenting now this here is a bit different and they're just allowing me to open the show and i think what i'll do is uh i'm gonna dress myself as a blue syrian no, i'm just kidding i'm not gonna do that <laughs> right but it sounds funny no i'm gonna uh, allow othella to just pass through me and allow the uh, the light to shine forth. I'd love to see the pictures of you dressed up as a blue Syrian. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that movie, oh, what is that movie? The, the Fifth Element, you know? Yeah. That blue being with the, with yeah. the hair. And oh my goodness, that would be so like funny. A gel suit, right? <laughs> so will you, do, uh, will you do a meditation? Yeah. It'll be a, cha a channeled experience and it'll be done with uh, Earth, Wind and Fire are going to be playing in the background. Brilliant. And I'll just allow Othello to just what I do normally is just uh, get quiet and stay in the lobby and yeah. let Othello do what she does. 
there's also going to be some dancing. So I have an outfit that I have chosen to do some dancing nice. and a nice little co-meditation with some of the other uh, spiritual gurus. Uh, and we'll be, yeah, just having a, a manifesto that evening. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit, Christina, if you would. I've watched the movie. It's called Tuning In Angels and Aliens, um, yeah. where you kind of uh, co-starred with, uh, I think it was about six or seven other channelers. Yes. Is that right? Right. The, the top channelers of, of the planet, or so sayeth those that have put the panel together, like Bashar yeah. was one of them, and uh, my dear friend uh, One Life and Catherine, um, just uh, beautiful, beautiful beings uh, coming together to, I think it's to, to point out that the channeling is the real deal and channeling is, is now becoming the wave of the future. Mm. Business people are now using this to manifest business results in their companies and uh, people in business meetings are turning to their guides and they're doing inner channelings, you know, simultaneously as they're, you know, going about their day. Channeling is not something, it's gone from, you know, this like, uh, what is that, Ouija board type stuff to now a healing modality. Uh, something that I think is highlighted in the film is that we can see it's, it's healing, it has a purpose, and then there's also uh, entertainment and there's, there's other purposes for the channeling too. Information is another one. Uh, it's very interesting, fascinating. But you know something, Ali? I haven't seen the movie. Have you not? I haven't. I haven't watched it. No. Okay. Yeah, I watched yeah. it. I watched it. Yeah, it's good. The that's only thing I would say is, is, is it, <laughs> you know, to watch a movie, I, and I think a lot of channelers do, and I know sometimes that you do it too, um, and I'm not sure whether you still do it. You can correct me if you don't. <laughs> but to have the eyes closed, I think. So yeah, that's that was another the only thing. thing that was hard about the movie. I think you had your eyes open in the movie, actually. Yes. Yeah, but most of the others did not, and and that was the only thing that was kind of a right. little bit hard to watch Ooh, when yeah, you're watching I the think, movie. I mean, it is, it is. You're right. I talked to a fellow about this uh, a couple months ago, and then uh, basically daily before going to Carnegie Hall, because like, how am I going to channel if I have my eyes closed? I'm on a stage. Yeah. I can't really walk around and interact with the audience. <laughs> and so what gives? And I agree with you. A lot of channelers will still use the method of closing the eyes. I never had a course or anyone teach me any of this stuff. So I had no idea and no reference point at all. And noticing when my eyes would water after a channeling, I would open my eyes. My eyes would be full of tears. I had no idea until I, I heard from other channelers, which was many years after meeting Athella. Yeah. Uh, Athella told me straight out, don't look on the internet. I don't want you to read any books about channel. Don't meet with other channelers. Really? Just study here mm. with Athella until you're ready to, to graduate. And that movie was, I think, the first time I had ever collaborated or met any other channeler wow. ever. Wow. So it was like, wow, this is, this is really happening. And, and I could share in some of the experiences, like the eyes watering, some of the other symptom, yeah. symptoms of the body when, when channeling goes rogue or when there's leakage. Uh, 
anyone on the channels can kind of appreciate what I'm saying here, like the energy can get diverted, go into other areas, you can take on other people's energy, keep that, and then something happens, and oh, I didn't clean out, my, my filters are all clogged up, I didn't clean myself out, protections, and you know, all kinds of things that uh, I, I feel now when I talk to other channelers, I, I can fully appreciate. But watching a movie for someone just watching it, absolutely. You're going to see a lot of people with their eyes closed. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That can look a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit weird. Aside from it, I thought it was very interesting. Yes. Yeah. You're actually the third channeler that I've had on this uh, series. So it's incredible, like the amount of um you know authentic channelers that i've come across during this so that just shows you how how much more awakened we're getting you know for one person who has a podcast show and you know had to have three channelers in one series is kind of incredible really it it seems to be leading you towards your own channeling doesn't it <laughs> I think we've spoken about that before. Yes, it would seem. Oh, you know, life and our guides, they have this perfect rhythm. And if we attune to it and we just can get out of the way and listen mm. and be led, then all things are just unfurling and, and then here we go. The channeling is not just for those that want to be of light service. It's for everyone. Mm, absolutely. And we all do it anyway. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Why not kind of hone in on that and use that skill, like learning how to skillfully drive a car? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's so much more things I want to touch on. I'm not sure how, how we're doing for time, Christina. Perhaps you could let me know. There is no time. <laughs> so we can continue for I... a while? As, and, and we can all just like live in that timeless realm uh, now, I'd really love to get out of the personality and let Othella shine forth if you're happy Absolutely. to hear that. And sure. Great. Oh, let's invite in the high. Before speaking, Othella gifts to you Blu-ray plasma. Feel. Let it touch you. The plasma is of Sirius B. Othella desires for each human to feel calm, to feel a detached sense of peace from the insane mind and to take a pause to just be. The Blu-ray plasma is a calming agent. While this is happening, 
and you are infused with plasma. Othello will ask those listening, where are the light beings around you? Can you feel them? Do you perceive there is some infinite intelligence around you? If you can feel, then you can amplify these feelings, bringing them forth in a practical sense. You can have companionship with your light team. There is no question. You have a celestial team of embodiment beings around you. Each human does. Undeniably. Feeling this team it requires getting soft and quiet on the inside. Like a lullaby, resting quietly. But most humans do not know this kind of quiet. Rest easy. As Othello speaks, you can feel the blue ray flowing through. You can relax for a bit and take a break from all the burdens and mind games, all of the stuff in the head. being soft and quiet. Othello will share that the human vehicle that you are embodying now, it's important to feel good it's important that your body be attuned, happy, healthy, so that you can play with these forms. Feel your body now. Let the light in. Is there some part of your body where you feel contraction or imbalance? If there is, take it by the hand and sit with it. Meanwhile, Othello will provide the kaleidoscope of bright light. The premise for healing. 
rather than talk about topics, Othello prefers to help you to heal the systems of the body. For when you feel good, then you can go outside and play like children. I am including in this healing set the healing of the neurons, the rewiring of the brain. So let yourself scan yourself, illuminate any imbalance, and Othello will meet you there with a kaleidoscope. You do not have to be sensitive to feel this. From the north and the south to east and the west, the Merkaba of the body or the energy plane spins. Your aura and all the colors. Let it be washed and rest. Five minutes with an angel offers such relief that we could not describe it using human language. Enjoy and allow yourself to absorb this plasma. The kaleidoscope stays with you. The energy does not go anywhere. It continues. My intention is to help you to fill up with light. Let's run a current of light from the bottom of your tippy tippy toes all the way up to your tippy top of the head. Bright, sparkly light. Washing, cleansing, restoring you. I like to refer to this process as a fella body wash, like a car wash, you see? Let your emotions rest. The thoughts cause the whole of the suffering. If there is a thought that has caused suffering for you, toss it. Out with the old thoughts and in with the new.
Be selective in your thoughts. As your body is feeling better and better, you will want to create things. We call these things forms. You create based off of the thoughts faster than a cheetah sprints. The thoughts go out to create the forms. Be selective. Choose your thoughts. And very soon, the powerful co-creator that you are, you will come to know the celestial beings around you. These are not imaginary fairies. No, they are real, solid energy systems of love vibration. When you are quiet, as you have been listening to Othello's voice, then you choose higher thoughts. You build a bond with your guidance and your body feels good. From the Syrian community, we love you beyond the conditions, beyond the word love. We love you. Thank you, Othello. Thank you, Christina, and thank you, Othella. Thank you for bringing Othella through to us, Christina. That was beautiful. I'm very honored. Thank you so much. Mm. And before we wrap this up, Christina, um, I just would like for you to tell people just very briefly about the retreats that you host there in Mexico and some of the other work that you do that people can, you know, maybe use some of your services. I know that you um, teach a lot of celebrities and things like that now, but I'm sure that you do one-to-ones as well still and things like that, do you? I do still do um, one-to-one sessions. It's just very important when people feel the call to mm. have access to Othello. So even though we've done a lot of and we continue to do a lot of celebrity work and travel. We do have part of our calendar open still for one-to-one -one sessions. Okay. You can meet with Othella, work with your guides, um, whether it's healing or manifesting or, or expert channeling, uh, whatever it is that, that's coming through. If you feel the call, then othella.org. If you go there, you can find our calendar. You can book a one-to-one -one session. The retreats 
are for, and we have a unicorn program now too. Okay. So those that want to really literally unplug to replug or connect themselves. Uh, the retreats are designed to allow you to open up and channel. Uh, they are hosted here in the vortex of where the, the crater struck the earth and all of that energy in the Mayan motherland. We, we go to the pyramids and we do a lot of ascension work here. It's in Mexico um, because Othello said, come here and do the retreats here. <laughs> we also hold retreats in Hawaii and some other parts of the United States throughout oh. the year. And to apply for that, you know, send us an email and we have a form on the website. Uh, it's by application only. So you really have to be um, ready uh, uh, to ascend and committed to your own spiritual pathway. So it's not for the, the, the curious, it's rather for those that are already well into their spiritual ascension. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Christina. Um, I'd like to say thank you so much for sharing your incredible uh, backstory with us, for being vulnerable, um, and then for the amazing things that you just bring to everybody, for the love that you give, and for helping to bring Othello's message through. I'm really deeply honored. Uh, I'm so honored to be here. And as I said in the beginning, to be alive. It's true. We're always in the here and now. So anyone is hearing this, my deep, sincere hope is that this has brought you some peace and uh, the light, just letting that light flow through whatever it is that speaks to each of us. Um, and we feel the call to, to listen in on that. Uh, being alone is just not possible. It's not, doesn't exist. No, we're never alone. And uh, I just so glad I could be living proof of, you know, the, uh, the ascension process and letting light in. These are more than just um, beautiful poetic words, right? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the real deal. And, and every single one of us has the ability to, to attune to that and to be in higher light. So thank you, Ali, for this opportunity. I feel so grateful. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute honor to have you here, Christina Hill and, of course, Ethela. Thank you Thank so you much. And we'll say goodbye to the listeners and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for watching. Bye, everyone. Bye for now.